0: what is up everybody joel Lougie here i'm the host of recruiting is no joke super excited to be here with you guys with another great guest who we'll introduce in just a moment i wanted to give a special shout out to our new sponsors i was about to say our new hosts i'm the host but the new sponsors metaview guys if you are not using metaview throughout your interview process uh, to not only transcribe your notes but to also summarize your notes you need to if you go to the link on this post you can go up and you can sign up for metaview for free you can try it out for five interviews and you can see the magic all right it's going to transcribe the whole the whole conversation and summarize it all right so it's like having a mini assistant so thank you to metaview and uh we're gonna hear more about them too um in future posts that i have but uh i am super excited today for today's conversation as always, if you can, get into the chat and let me know who's out there. We already got Robert out there, Raphael, Lincoln, I see you. Caitlin, you're out there as well. Say hi. Tell me what recruitment company you work for. Tell me where you are. I don't care what you tell me. Just tell me something. Uh, and if you are looking for a job, okay, we're not going to hook people up with jobs on this show. This is just a way to get back. We're, we're talking about Canada's experience today, so I'm really, really excited for this. If you've got questions get in the chat ask the questions we don't want to be talking to nobody okay so without further ado that's probably the longest intro i've ever done uh but kyle welcome to the recruiting is no joke podcast if you can just give us give us give me like the elevator pitch right do they call it that give me give me just like a brief introduction who you are what who you do it for and then i'm really excited to get into the conversation today so welcome Absolutely, thanks Joel. Thanks for uh, having me.
1: Excited to be on here. Um, so I am the co-founder of Canada FYI. Uh, we call ourselves the Missing Canada Experience Layer. Um, Love that. We, yep. Yeah, so uh, co-founded the company with uh, with my brother, actually, uh, Chris. Uh, we started the company last year and uh, officially launched the product earlier this year.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. And so. Why don't you give us like a, a kind of a quick synopsis on on what the product is like what inspired it um, and you know obviously there's there's lots of people who need a job I mean we've got Kadri here says I need I need a job please so I know there's a lot of job seekers out there so talk, talk to me about the product talk, talk to me about the problems that you guys are solving hey guys I wanted to take a quick break to mention my sponsor metaview Metaview is the AI assistant for interviewing. It completely removes the need for recruiters to take notes during interviews because their AI is designed to take world-class interview notes for you. The result? You're saved from the drudgery of note-taking and can instead spend time on what actually matters, being present, curious, and engaging with candidates, then making high-quality decisions based on insight, not memory. It also means your organization has 10 times better data about every candidate you speak to because you're no longer relying on people to remember everything that was discussed and submit accurate notes. Unlike humans, MetaView never gets tired. It doesn't forget anything and it structures the notes perfectly. Recruiters at companies like Brex, Robinhood, and Cura describe MetaView as a game changer for their efficiency and ability to have high quality interactions with candidates. MetaView lets them focus on the conversation rather than on taking notes. See the magic for yourself for free on your first five interviews. Head over to www.metaview.ai backslash no joke to get started.
1: Absolutely. And I'll I'll try to be as quick as possible here, but I have to you know, kind of tell the whole story. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, starting out with needing a job is you know very timely for you know the, the story here. So um, I'll kind of bring us back to the time I graduated from college back in, you know, the great recession. So this was around 2010, 2009. Um, I remember going on interview after interview after interview and just not being able to get a job. It was one of the most discouraging processes or experiences that, you know, I've really ever had. It was just rejection after rejection after rejection. And I just wasn't hearing back from a lot of companies. They weren't letting me, you know, know where I stood I had no idea, you know, if I was actually a viable candidate. And I remember it applying to 50, 60, 70 different jobs. Um, I even remember one particular experience, you know, so I live in New York, you know, out in uh, Long Island and I traveled into New York City and it was raining and pouring, you know, went in for an interview. By the time I get there, I'm soaked. And, you know, I said, you know, I'm here for my interview. And they said, um, (laughs) oh, sorry, we, we just filled it. I'm like, what do you mean? I traveled all the way in here. And they're like, yeah, sorry, it's filled. I'm like, oh, man, this is such a discouraging process. Um, You know, one thing led to another, ended up getting a job. But what I did is I literally said, you know, I'm going to take everything I learned during this process and I'm going to teach others, you know, the ins and outs on how to actually get a job. Um, So I went and I literally wrote a book on how to actually get a job, right? I called it like how to get the job and beat the competition. I went to the library literally every single weekend for about, you know, 12 weeks, sat down, wrote a book, published it to Amazon. So that was kind of the start of my experience as a candidate. Um, Now, kind of the next 10 years, you know, kind of grew over my career. I went into engineering, uh, engineering leadership position, and a big part of my career was on the hiring side, right? So seeing what that looked like. Um, And I just, you know, over the years, just thought, you know, that experience as a candidate and what, you know, that was like. And I really tried to, you know, empathize with the the candidates and really think through their experience as they're actually engaging with you. Um, and, you know, that really led me to focus on the candidate experience as a, as a hiring manager. You know, and one thing led to another and, you know, really, you know, put together uh, what I like to call rolling out the red carpet for candidates over the years, because I had to always compete against you know, as a, you know, I've been a VP of engineering, CTO, I had to always compete against big tech out there. Um, so, you know, I'd roll out the red carpet and use this as a, a differentiator to win over you know, talent, right? Because it really did end up working, right? And, um, you know, kind of that's what led me into kind of the whole kind of Canada experience world and really focusing on that. Um, and I found rolling out this red
0: carpet really did work um so can, can so. we just um I, I guess in terms of like the ways that it works, because i think a lot of i think we all kind of know right that kind experience is important and it works but it definitely at least in my experience seems to fall down the ladder of priorities so you know when you're saying like you've seen that it works i'd love to just kind of like just dive into that for a second like what are the types of things that you see and like how do you see that work Um, especially when you're trying to compete against, you know, big tech and those companies that a lot of people want, like how, how have you used candidate experience to kind of woo people over?
1: Yeah. So if you, you look at what candidates are really looking for in the process, it's not too complicated, right? It's actually very simple. We like to say there's three different things that they're looking for. They're looking for a transparent process, which, wow. Right. Just give me, (laughs) let me know, you know, kind of where I stand. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not too uh, earth shattering. Uh, they want a personalized process for themselves, right? So understanding you know, what this means for me. Um, and they want up-to-date the communication throughout the entire time, right? So how do you actually give that to them? Things I did in the past were putting together a you know, comprehensive uh, interview preparation packets that let them know exactly where they stood, um, who they're meeting with, what's coming up you know, next. So you know, really rich information and candidates absolutely love this and it really leveled up the candidate experience. Um, so, but that it was, it's very manual to put a lot of that together. And I think that's why a lot of companies don't do things like that because they just, they don't have the time, right? They're stretched trying to do so many different things, right? If you look at, you know, talent teams. Um, so, you know, they're just, that's why it just doesn't get done.
0: Yep. And, and I think too, like when I, I think Darren and I, who I know you're going to be going on his podcast. And if you guys check out that conversation we had a couple weeks ago, Darren is a TA leader over at Ericsson, and we got into candidate experience. And I think one of the big issues is it's incentivization, right? Recruiters are not incentivized to provide a good candidate experience. Like if you actually look at a recruiter's job description, there's very little in there about a good candidate experience. There's an awful lot around sourcing and interviewing and the tech requirements. There's not usually a component around candidate experience. And if you look at the you know, the breakdown in salary, there's a base salary, and then there's a bonus, which is usually tied to, you know, how many open racks you've filled, and, you know, different metrics like time to fill. Very few companies even mention candidate experience. And so you get what you, you know, you get what you incentivize. If you're incentivizing people to fill jobs, then they're going to fill jobs. So I love, I love it. And, and I think what's happened is a lot of times people have just gone, well, you know what, everybody's kind of got this really low level for Canada's experience. So we don't need to make it better. And I love what you said, like you used it to be a competitive advantage to actually show candidates like, Hey, look, this is, this is like kind of looking into our company. You're going to get treated great. And I think that's a massive differentiator. So, so I love it. So, so you saw the need for this. You, You saw what candidates were looking for. Um, I'm curious like how how the rest of that journey kind of happened and how you got to where you're where you are today yep um and
1: and really saw the need for it and the the future need for it right because what I always like we' like to say there's really been a shift in the market with the types of candidates there are today, right with you look at uh, millennials and gen Z really becoming you know a big part of the workforce now, what they really care about is experiences right they care about experiences more than know kind of yesterday's candidate right it's not just how much you're going to pay me so he said okay this is really something special here um so that's when you know spoke with uh spoke with chris my uh, co-founder and brother um and we've you know been working together on uh things over the years right being brothers um and chris had just started his job at google at the time and he was fresh off the interviewing process and he had gone through a bunch of different interviews and he's like listen you know, 90% of the companies are providing me with nothing, right? No transparency, you know, yeah. no communication. I have no idea where I stood in the whole thing. And the ones that did, they were sending me stuff, you know, left and right. And like, he's like, my head was about to explode. And we said, you know what? Enough is enough. Like, let's just jump in and solve this. We know this is a big problem. We both experienced it from uh hiring side and the candidate side. So myself with two young kids and Chris with a newborn at the time, we both quit our jobs and uh, went all in on, uh, on solving this
0: come on i need to be coming to you guys for advice because i got two young kids and i got another one on the way and so we're i'm in the same boat so maybe we need to we need to get like a little trifecta together sometime and uh i can ask you guys questions and we can oh, yeah. about stuff okay so i i love that and i know um chris he had a viral post right on linkedin all about this yep, as well, yep. uh not not too long ago so i'd love to love to touch base on this so welcome you through like, you know, day one, you guys quit your job. Like what, what was the idea? Like, did you already kind of have the plan formulated for the product? Like how, how did, how did, you know, you kind of, did you already have that already before you quit or you just quit and you're like, Hey, we're going to build this thing. And you just got to it. Like how did did that happen? Um, so we actually, we started with the product,
1: um, starting kind of building it a little bit beforehand. So, you know, I'm, engineer by trade so I can you know, kind of build things uh, and Chris is more on the sales side so he can you know, get out there and start speaking with customers. So we got going a little bit before we actually started uh, and before we actually quit our job. Uh, we started initially purely with an applicant tracking system and said, okay, we're actually going to build out an ATS from the ground up. Uh, we quickly learned that that wasn't the best path to do it. And we said, you know what, we're actually going to completely redesign this and start with a candidate first not with the uh, recruiting teams. Because mm. you know, that's where all the tools have fallen short thus far, is they've started with the with the recruiting teams. We said we're starting with the candidate first, but we're going to give uh, recruiting teams the, the ability to power that experience um, by serving the candidate. So we kind of shifted gears, scrapped the entire ATS after we actually built, launched the product, had some customers, started from scratch, actually Completely told those customers, sorry, like, you know, this isn't the product we're going live with, which is tough, right? As, you know, you're running out of money and, you know, (laughs) as a startup to do that. And then we completely, uh, redid the product. And so we started the company in August. We launched the initial product in, let's say about, uh, October of last year, scrapped the whole thing in December, then went alive in February of this year with the, uh, with Canada FYI, which is the product that we have today.
0: Great. So now I'm curious, like, so do you guys like work then and integrate into ATSs or like how, I mean, you yep. mentioned like recruiters power it. So like, how how does that, how are recruiters using it? Um, and then I guess from that candidate point of view, like how are candidates using it? I'm, I'm super curious about that. Yep. So
1: we integrate directly with the applicant tracking system. So we integrate with over 40 of them Um, So we like to call ourselves that candidate experience layer
0: where Mm. candidates
1: come in and they're able to access um, basically what we call their their home base that they have as they're actually engaging uh, with you during that interview process. Um, And what we we like to say, kind of the simplest way to break it down, um, we like to draw the parallel to what Apple did with their individual Apple stores how they built out these Apple stores so they can control that end uh, customer shopping experience. Um, We're actually doing that same sort of thing where we're providing that platform for our customers to control that end-to-end journey for their candidates. So every step along the journey, right at each phase, they can share the appropriate content they want. So different employer branding content, employee profiles of who they're meeting with, the potential team that they'd be working with, different benefits, uh, preparation guide, so all sorts of rich information um, that the candidate can access, and our uh, the talent teams and recruiting teams, they're able to see analytics on all this. So how candidates are actually accessing this, they're able that. to see yeah pul- what we call pulses. So we have directly uh, feedback directly embedded within inside of that candidate uh, uh, portal. Um, so see all sorts of rich information that analytics are able to see.
0: Man, I, I love this so much because I run these um, TikTok lives, right? And then I don't do as many anymore. But there was a time where I was going live every single day because there's just so many people in the job market and there's a lot of misinformation out there. So I'm jumping on these lives and the amount of times people would just describe the anxiety that they're having through these processes because they just don't know what is going on. It, it's, it just blows my mind. And, you know, it's like, that was probably, it's probably one of the most common things that I hear is, you know, I haven't heard back from the recruiter. I have no idea where I stand. And I think one of the things that recruiting teams miss, like obviously being a recruiter, there's a lot of anxiety involved anyway, because it's just a stressful job and you never really know what's going to happen You can put controls in place and all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, at the end of the day, you're dealing with people, but for candidates, like if you've ever been in that position where you're just waiting to hear back, there's just, you know, you just don't know. It's like, you can't go on indeed and go, what's the status here? Like, am I still in play? So, so I love yeah. it. So, so talk to me about, you know, obviously, you guys have, have been in business for long enough to probably, you know, get some some data around around this, what are, what are some of like the metrics that would benefit recruiters? like being you know, being able to offer this to candidates? Like, what are some of those those um, kind of metrics that they care about that you've seen improve? Because because you know, when, when they're using the product, if that makes sense? Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, well, first off, I always like to say that the Canada is spending around 70 per, or seventy to 80% of the time that they're you know, thinking about your company outside of the actual interview that they're having, right? That's their time they're researching, they're preparing, they're doing all this other work. So you know, where do you actually want to send them during that time? And that's where they come into Canada FYI to really you know, understand what your company is like, what the position's like. You know what the interview is going to be like, um, and now to your question, Joel. You know, as far as some of the, the kind of data points that recruiters can look at, so we look at engagement for how engaged our candidates actually within uh, Canada F Y I when you provide that portal. So on average, we're seeing candidates access uh, Canada F Y I between uh, sixteen to twenty times over the course of their interviewing with the company. So that's sixteen to different uh, sixteen to twenty different times that they're coming in. So they're highly engaged with the uh, candidate FYI. And then they're also submitting feedback constantly throughout the process. So one thing the industry kind of struggles with um, across the board is getting feedback from candidates. If you look at average, like the average is around 18% of candidates complete, you know, these surveys, right, that they get uh, sent out to. With us, it's actually greater than 50% across the board from all of our customers. And why, if you think about it, well, why is that, right? It's because we've actually created, you know, this warm process for candidates to come into versus today, it's this cold process. There's there's essentially this invisible wall that exists, right? And you're throwing information back and forth over this wall. And then at the end, you're saying, hey, can you provide feedback? It's like, well, no, I hardly get to know you. Why am I going to provide you with any feedback? With us, it's a conversation, you know, every step of the journey, you know, how, how, you know, how did he feel that last stage went, right? And we, they provide that feedback and it's, um, you know, it, it just feels natural. So with us, you're expecting a highly engaged candidate who's going to be providing you feedback on your experience. And that's really just the start of it. There's are to some real business, uh, you know, results here too. Like we had higher offer acceptance rates um, because of the uh, candidates actually using the product. We've had um, customers who are, seeing decreased time to hire right so shaving you know four or five days off their normal uh time to hire uh you know uh kind of average so we're, yep. we're seeing some real results from uh from our customers
0: we we got a question here which i was gonna ask this um and just are you seeing more acceptance um you know for a tool like canada fyi within a certain industry sector so i'd number one be curious like you know, that acceptance rate, right? Because you can track who's engaged and can maybe get in front of people who aren't as engaged and kind of, you know, do something proactive because uh, you can use that data. So are you seeing increased acceptance rates? And I guess I would be curious too, in, in terms of, of like which industries you guys are primarily working in if you've seen better results in one industry compared to another as well.
1: So we are seeing higher acceptance rates. Um, from our customers, so I'll mention one in particular. a Customer uh, Tropic, they're a Series B company located in New York City. Uh, they saw around a 10% bump in their offer acceptance rates, um, so they're up into the you know around mid 90s right now, which is great. Um, wow. So yeah, so and if you think about it, just it all just kind of makes sense, right? And it's of yeah. experience is more than just this you know fuzzy word, right? It actually does have real results tied to it. Um, and I, I always like to, and I'll answer the question about the sector, but I always like to kind of walk through why you actually see those, right? Rather than just throwing out these you know, stats. If, if you bring a candidate through your process and you're giving them a better experience, well, one, you have candidates who are more likely to accept that offer. Two, you have candidates who maybe don't get an offer. Now they're more likely to refer other candidates into your funnel, leave positive reviews on different sites, right? or even they could potentially be a customer of your product. So continuing to use your product or service, right? So now you're getting more candidates coming through the top of the funnel, right? So it actually decreases your um, you know, your cost to actually hire, right? Because of these different benefits, um, it's increasing your offer acceptance rates. So there's like, there's, it's, it just all makes sense if you think of the flow with actually providing better experiences. And it even gets into you know, the retention side too, right? Early attrition is a huge problem for a lot of companies. And that all starts, you know, during that that kind of initial phase of the kind of experience. Um, and to answer your question on the uh, on the sector, so we've largely been, we're, we're at the kind of new frontier of yeah. what we're doing here, right? It, it's very new. And anytime you're building out something very new, right, that hasn't been done before, you need early adopters, right, to, to you know, believe in what you're doing. And for us, that's largely been, uh, bringing into technology companies, because they're traditionally the first ones to adopt new technology. So that's where we've been really focusing for our initial customers.
0: I'm I'm really excited for you, because I think, you know, particularly within, I know, um, we got retail here, but I just think of like manufacturing, healthcare. If you've ever recruited in some of these high volume you know, kind of areas, people drop off like crazy. So I think, the more of an experience and I love everything you're saying, by the way, too, in terms of like creating that experience and, you know, how we just relate. Like I, I look at, um, you know, even just restaurants that do really, really well. It's the restaurants that are doing really well, are the ones that create the great experience when you go in and it just is how we're driven, like how we feel. And I definitely think this is more like Gen Z millennial, we care about the way that we we feel when we're going through these processes more probably than ever so and we're more in tune with it as well, right? Um so absolutely I I love it and I think there's massive opportunity in like that high volume sector where you just get drop-off and like those industries where drop-off is really high. But the same is true with technology as well. Like if you're hiring engineers and developers, you know, you've got to keep people engaged in the process. So uh Uh, We got another question here too. Jacqueline is asking, um, who do you sell to both employees and or ATS? So I guess, are you working like directly with like ATSs to kind of like, you know, work with them or are you just going directly to employers? I'd I'd be curious about that too. Yep. Great question.
1: Um, So we are selling directly to employers now. We actually do have some partnerships with with some of the uh, applicant tracking systems and are in their marketplaces but we are selling directly to employers.
0: Very right, cool, love it. And then we got one other comment here for sure. Canada experience not just about the current job opportunity, but the future opportunities as well. A hundred percent. I love that. I'm Okay, I'm, I'm curious. Obviously you mentioned one huge thing here, right? You're working with like the early adopters so the people who get behind it and believe it. What are some of those objections though? I'm sure as a business you're running into objections. Everybody gets objections, right? Pretty tough market right now. Pretty tight budgets are lower. Um, also, a lot more candidates in the market, which you know I think plays well in what you in what, what you're doing in, in a lot of ways. But what are maybe some like the objections or like when you bring up Canada's experience? What are like the big questions that people have around this? Sure. So objections. Um, so
1: people. You know, think about okay well I can just continue to do this manually do I necessarily need technology to do that um, we typically say well you know at maybe a smaller scale yes you can just use you know people and kind of brute force your way but once you start to scale out and want to maintain that consistent candidate kind of experience as you grow it becomes increasingly tougher to do that right because you have to make sure every single individual who's part of your team is actually treating candidates with you know, the same, you know, in the same way, right? And following the same sort of process and the same sort of structure and sharing the same sort of information. And that becomes very challenging. Uh, so we try to, you know, get that across, but that's something we, we hear is, um, you know, trying to do this manually. Um, you know, there's just kind of this, uh, back to your, you know, your question around, okay, well, is kind of experience something that, you know, it really does matter, right? I think a lot of people talk about it publicly, as if, oh, Canada experience is, you know, this big thing we really care about. But when, you know, push comes to shove, it's like, oh, well, it's, you know, fifth or sixth on our priority list right now. Um, so it's really educating them on how actually Canada experience can be a real driver, right, for your, your goals, right, and what you're trying to hit. And I, I think the challenge is really trying to, you know, dumb that down and narrow that down so it's, you know, here are the three things that it can really impact because candidate experience is so broad, right? It's so broad; it can it really impacts so many different, you know, factors for you. So it's it's trying to bring it down to you know the one or two or three things, right, that you know, you're trying to focus on right
0: now. What about in terms of, um, you know, how you get, you know, candidates to sign up for it? Like, what's the process there? Is it like the recruiter? gives them a login for a portal? Like how How do they, and then I guess great. what's the adoption on that? Like how How many candidates are going, oh yeah, great, this is awesome. And like how many candidates are like, ah, I just don't really care about this. Great, great question. And this
1: is one of the things we spent a lot of time designing in the, in the beginning of the product because we knew that had to be very frictionless, that experience for the <laughs> candidates actually coming to the tool, yes. right? Because we've all seen you know, complaints about tools like Workday and like, you know, how candidates don't even you know, apply to jobs because they have to go and create an account and all this stuff, right? So we said this has to be a very, very easy process. So in order for candidates to actually access Canada FYI, it's very simple. So we just send them what we call a magic link where it's one click for them to access their own personal portal. So they don't have to create an account. They don't have to register. We have a direct integration with the applicant tracking system. So we know exactly, you know, who that candidate is. Where, what part of the process they're in, and all it is for them is one click and they're in, and that's it.
0: I love that. And what about in in terms of that like adoption rate for candidates? What, how many can you know, let's say you got, do you have like a percentage rate on like how many people actually opt in for this? Oh, so candidates, if they
1: are, um, if candidates actually are sent out that link, it's around 80% of the time that candidates are actually coming in and accessing. They, candidates, absolutely love this, right? And if you think about it, we've all, you know, I'm sure the whole audience I have, you have, we've all gone through the interviewing process before, right? And we can all just say it it sucks, right? Most companies just don't provide you with anything, right? So if you are interviewing with like 20 different companies, 10 different companies, and 19 of them are giving you absolutely nothing, and then here's one company that says, hey, we'd like you to invite you into our you know, special portal here just for you where you can learn a little bit more about us as a company, about the position. Are you going to go in there? Uh, absolutely.
0: Man, I, I just, I, I love it. I love it. And, and I think you're, you're coming out at such an interesting time as well, because there's a lot of recruiters who are laid off. And me and Darren got into this when we were talking again. I keep referencing that conversation, but it's because uh, I know you're going to be going on his podcast Look, there's a lot of recruiters right now who are publicly complaining about the process. Okay. And, you know, I want to say this in the right way, but it's kind of one of those things where candidates have been complaining about the process forever. Right. And so now we're in this like time where it's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's terrible to see how many recruiters are laid off. Obviously, there's lots of people I know, but it's also, I think for us, it, you know, just as a, as a industry and as a function it's one of those things like, remember what this feeling is like and keep it fresh. Because I think to make a decision on a product like this, you have to have that empathy and you have to care, right? And I think we're at this tipping point where I do not think that most candidates will put up with the same things they would have put up with years ago. I think people actually will drop out of processes. Um, And so I guess where I'm going with that is I think you're at a really interesting time with just the awareness of how important this is and how bad it's Got, got right, and I don't think technology has necessarily helped with Canada experience. Like I don't think Easy Apply has necessarily made Canada experience that much better. I think it's made the application part better, but I think it's also created a whole separate set of other problems. So um, I love this. I think I think it's something which, as the market even gets tighter again, this is where you can use a tool like this to really separate and be like, hey, look, we're going to give you a window into what our culture is like. We're transparent. we got good communication. And someone mentioned this. This is like, you know, a window into the culture of the company. Um, somebody just asked, are you able to share the ATSs you're tied up with? Um, I, I, mean, are there, are you, I, I mean, you said about 40 ATSs. So are yep. there a couple of like major ATSs that you're involved with? Uh,
1: so a couple of major ones:
0: uh, greenhouse, lever, Ashby,
1: Workday. But you can, if you go on our site, we have a whole uh, integration section where we list out all of them.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, what I'll do is I'm gonna, I'll link uh, the website, or if you want to just email me or DM me, like a site that people can go to just to find information. We'll put that on the live stream. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about this project. I think, um, yeah, you know, I think it's kind of long o- overdue. I'm, I'm curious, like, are there, um, what's your thought around, because I, I know I brought this up with Darren as well, like, pipelining is a big thing for, for um, recruiting teams, right? And like, one of the fears that I've seen from just hiring managers in general is they don't want to let people go until like the deal is closed. So has there been any kind of pushback with like, you know, if you're giving a status on like where a job is, like, is there any kind of fear about keeping people warm or it's kind of like a non, a non-issue? Does that, does that make sense? Well, we've had
1: our customers like to look at uh, Canada FYI as also a way to keep candidates engaged throughout the process, right? Because sometimes it can be lengthy. So every step you're sharing new information, right? About the culture and the company of, uh, the culture of the company, right? And your organization. Um, So how do you keep them warm today? Well, most of the time they really, don't, right? Like they'll just kind of hope the candidate stays there. But with Canada FYI, you can actually keep them warm. So you know, kind of you know, shared little different bits of uh, information. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of one of the ways we've we've seen a uh, kind of FYUs, Joel.
0: I love it. Well, guys, I will. Uh, I'm going to drop these links. And then, Kyle, where's the best place for people to find out about you? Um, are you active on other social? Is it just mainly LinkedIn? Like, what's the best best place for people to reach you?
1: Um, so our site's candidate.fyi. Um So. Go on there, you can email myself, uh, Kyle at candidate.fyi. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, we're pretty active on there. You can follow our LinkedIn page. Um, so pretty easy to to uh to find us.
0: Give us it, give us a story too, before we leave. I want to wrap up with the story. I because I know I touched upon it earlier, but give me the story about the, the viral post and kind of what happened w- with that. And I believe it was it Chris that posted that or was it you? I don't, I don't know which which one that was Chris. Started. That was Chris. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to. I'd love to know the story behind that, and because uh, it seemed like that's kind of what you got on my radar. I remember that? I mean, that post yeah. was, was was huge. So, what was kind of the backstory behind that? Uh,
1: well, so Chris, he's been trying to get a viral post really
0: for you know as long as I've known
1: him. on LinkedIn. <laughs> He just like thinks about every single post like this one's going to do it. This one's going to go viral. He took the Justin oh, Wells
0: God. course and and yeah. got the whole framework <laughs> down. I got it. Yeah. I got it.
1: And then he posted this. I think it was on like a Tuesday, you know, evening or something like that. And within, I think it was like fifteen minutes. It was like there was like, you know, fifty reactions, a hundred reactions. He's like, I think this one's going viral. I'm like, I, it, I, I don't, I, I think it is. And then it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. And then it just, I think by the end of it, there was like, I think he said there was like a million impressions, which is just crazy, right? and just a ton of different messages from candidates, from recruiting teams, just everyone really excited about, you know, what uh, what we're doing here. Uh, candidates saying like, you know, I, you know I, I want every company to have something like this. This is just like, you know, I'm so tired of this existing process. So, you know, I think it really spoke to um, just a need for something like this in the market, yeah. right? Just, you know, both sides really exhausted with, you know, having such a poor process as a candidate and then from the hiring team side, just being exhausted with like no easy way to actually give the experience that they you know truly do want to give, but they just don't have the time to do it. So I think everyone really does care. Just, you know, there's just that you know need that little push to get there. And I think people saw this as that kind of um, that, that push and that opportunity to actually close that gap and solve this problem.
0: I am going to do a poll tomorrow. I've decided because polls still kind of go viral for me. I'm going to do a poll tomorrow and I'm going to tag you in it. And it's just, it's going to be simple. It's going to go, have you had ever had a bad candidate experience? And we're just going to watch it go yeah. to a hundred percent. right? And, yeah. and and I think uh, <laughs> it, it's funny because I, I think I mentioned this too in the past As there was a post a while back that really got me thinking about the whole candidate experience. And the post was basically like, there's only one person that gets a good candidate experience and that's the person who gets the job and kind of the heart of the post. Like I think there is this truth in that, right? Because you're going to get only one person typically does get a job. So there's a lot of rejection along the way. And I think I took the tone of that post as like, well, the definitely the tone of the post was like, so just kind of forget about it. Like there's no point in focusing on it. And I think what I love is like, you guys are outside from outside of the recruiting space. I mean, you were involved in hiring obviously, but like, I think sometimes what can happen is you just do something long enough and then you just accept it for being bad and what's exciting to me is like as these more as more of these products and it's the same with like uh there's a tool called teal that really helps job seekers out and it's kind of like an ats that they can have and i think ai is great right like we can see it helps recruiters with transcription but it the fact that it can help with like candidate experience which ultimately will help with better branding for recruiters Right, because people just have a bad sense of recruiting in the process and everybody hates it Um, and so it's cool that like people are thinking in the way and not going yeah actually it really does suck and but that's just the way it is like actively figuring out like how do we solve this problem so just a massive shout out to uh to both you and chris for this i'm really excited i'm here to support in any way and guys if you're interested in a product we'll drop those links go connect with kyle go connect with chris and when you connect with them on linkedin I always just say like, be patient, tell them you saw them on the show, always be patient. You know, don't expect like a DM response right away. Uh, these guys are busy working on something, but there's no doubt in my mind that Canada FYI is going to be, uh, it's going to be something which we're going to hear way more about in the future as well. So uh, thanks for being on the show, Kyle. I appreciate it. Chris, I see you out there as well. Chris, this is Chris here. So if uh, go find this comment here and go connect with Chris to go see that viral post. But I uh, appreciate both of you guys. Been a great episode, and um, you know, hopefully, we'll be able to have you on again in the future when you guys have just blown up and fixed the the, the uh, horrible hiring experience that we had. So <laughs> yeah, thanks for it. having uh,
1: thanks for having me on, Joel. This was fun.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to end this broadcast, guys. Everybody who's out there, and then we got Bright, Chris, Yoti, uh, Jacqueline, Joan, Harsh, Phil. Uh, all you guys, welcome to or thank you for joining the show. And uh, guys, just I'll be back next week. I've got another guest as always. Uh, if you've got questions for me about jobs or any of that stuff, you could try and DM me. I get a lot of DMs, so just be patient. If this episode has been helpful, share it with someone. Share it with someone you know in HR or talent acquisition that could use this to help their hiring process. We want to get the word out. And uh, we will see you guys next week. So thanks for being so engaged. Some great questions here. I'm going to end this broadcast.